Welcome to the campfire, the only place where friends and strangers alike sit down and tell tales in truth or fiction in exchange of my blessing of their safe travels. Allow me to relight the fire while you relax and listen. Make your mind wander about the reality we live in. The story I'm about to tell you is from a traveler named Upat Bupi. He called this experience. Every month a parade would pass through my hometown, but we were never allowed to look at it. Please, allow me to tell you his tale. I've lived in Arizona for the past 15 years of my life, but I had a very different life before that. I used to live in a small town in the middle of nowhere. I couldn't even tell you what side of the country it's on, or if it even is in the United States. It was a small forest town with dense trees in all directions. But where exactly this particular forest is? Well, your guess is as good as mine. The only thing I know for certain is the name of the town, Point Pine. I lived in Point Pine for the first 10 years of my life, before we moved the summer after my 10th birthday. Once we left, my parents never spoke of it again. In fact, they acted as if it never even existed, and to them, I guess it didn't. I don't really blame them either. I caught on pretty quickly and realized that they were trying their hardest to forget the memory of Point Pine. Whenever kids at school asked me where I was from, I simply told them I was from a small town that they had never heard of. I also learned early on that any questions about Point Pine would be met with punishments. A few months after we moved to Arizona, my older sister Felicity had a school project about family history. She did it on our life in Point Pine and wrote about some of the things she remembered from there. Our mom found her project the day before she turned it in and burned it in the backyard. When Felicity came home that afternoon, my parents took her up to her bedroom, where I heard Felicity crying out every few minutes in what I assumed was pain. I said nothing, and from that moment on, neither one of us mentioned Point Pine again. Except for me, right now. I've decided to tell all of you about it. I don't know what is causing me to remember all these things that I had locked up in the deepest parts of my brain. Maybe it's the fact that my father died about a week ago. Since he died, my mom has remained silent, hasn't said a word to anyone. She hasn't even cried. In fact, she ended up sending my father's remains off to God knows where. I've started recalling random little things about the town that, at the time, seemed like normal everyday things that we as residents were all used to. Now, as I look back, I realize that they're not as normal as I thought back then. One peculiar thing about Point Pine had to do with the Point Pine Bakery. Whenever you went in there, the owner, Mr. Terrence, always knew what you were about to order. I remember the kids having some sort of rumor about Mr. Terrence being a magician who could read minds. Also, whenever you paid for your baked goods, you had to tip Mr. Terrence with an old item of clothing that you had grown out of. There was a giant box up by the register that everyone tossed old baby clothing and shoes into. That was one of the odd things, although you'll come to realize that it won't seem that weird in comparison to some of the other things about Point Pine. Every year on your birthday, you had to get blood work done. I don't think anyone really knew what the point of this was, or if they were actually looking for something. We just all knew that our birthdays would start off with a trip to the Point Pine Labs. Everyone had to be up at 8.13am. 
There was a system of speakers placed around the town like an amusement park or something. And at 8.13 a.m., without fail, the wailing alarm sound would ricochet through the neighborhoods, waking everybody up. This was followed by parents running to wake up their children and get them out of bed as quickly as possible like the house was on fire. Or something. Sometimes I expected it to be. All the Point Pine schools were placed in different areas of the town. Point Pine Elementary was towards the east side. Point Pine Middle School was in the west. Point Pine High was in the dead center of town. And Point Pine University was up on a small hill towards the south. If you hadn't noticed by now, every place in town was named Point Pine. The Point Pine Cafe, Point Pine Mall, Point Pine Grocery, etc., etc. Certainly, one of the weirdest things by far that took place in Point Pine was the Point Pine Monthly Parade. It happened every month, without fail. It was never on the same date, and each month, a student from Point Pine High was chosen to be in it. The weird thing about this parade was that we weren't allowed to watch it go by. Not out on the streets, not from the windows, and not even on television. That was one of the most enforced rules. You must never, under any circumstance, look at the parade. In fact, for the most part, we weren't even allowed outside when the parade passed through. We always knew when the parade was about to start because it always happened the same way. You would hear a chorus of voices, like a church choir, singing a melody. It wasn't a familiar one that I knew. It sounded like it could be from a nursery rhyme or something similar. The voices seemed to come from everywhere and nowhere all at once. It was like they were coming from the sky, the ground, the trees. The buildings, like everything in Point Pine, was singing. Once you heard the first note, you had five minutes to get inside a house or a building that had locks on the doors. This might come as a surprise, but in Point Pine, not many buildings contained locks. So, if you happened to be out and about on the street when the singing started, you had about three options on the places you could go. One of the schools, the staff break room in the Point Pine bar, or the fridge in the Point Pine pizza shop. One year in August, my friend Lee and I decided that we were going to break the rules and not go inside when the parade passed. Now that I think about it, I'm surprised that kids didn't do this more often. Considering that, well, when you tell kids that they must absolutely never do something dot dot dot, they often do that exact thing. Since we didn't know when the parade was coming, where it started, or the exact path that it took around town. We decided the smartest thing to do would be to wait in the forest near the Point Pine Library until the parade eventually came down that street. So, we basically decided to spend about half of August hanging out near or around the library. Around the third week of the month, while we were sitting on the steps of the library talking about some random things that aren't important, we heard the music start. Lee and I looked at each other and then took off running into the trees while everyone else raced to the nearest school. We went far enough into the forest that someone on the street wouldn't see us, but stayed close enough so that we were still able to see a part of the road. We waited for a while, whispering to each other and then shushing one another as we waited for the infamous parade to pass. This year, my sister's friend Reed was chosen to work on the parade. She was a few years older than my sister, but they were friends because Reed used to live next door to us when we were younger. We were crouching in the bushes and leaves when we heard the chorus of voices getting louder 
and therefore closer. Dude, I totally see it. Lee hissed. I straightened my back a little bit in my crouched position to try to see what Lee was seeing. I was always a short kid. Even now I'm shorter than most guys my age or any age really so Lee always pretty much towered over me. I can't see anything. I hissed, shifting my position. SHH. They might hear us. Lee hissed. I stopped moving and instead waited for them to get closer, where they were bound to pass right in front of my line of sight. Oh no. Oh crap. Suddenly, Lee dove to the ground, landing in the fetal position, with his head cradled in his hands. What? I asked, looking from him to the street. I saw her. I saw that girl. He exclaimed. Rit. I asked, looking over to try to spot her. Lee grabbed me and slammed me down to the ground. Oh, I exclaimed. What was that for? I asked. You don't want to look at it, Lee replied. I noticed that for the first time in all of the years that I had known him, Lee looked absolutely terrified. I turned my back on the parade and sat down to look at Lee instead. What did you see? I whispered. Those things, they did something to her. They're eating her, Cody. But she doesn't even care. I looked at Lee who still had his head in his hands, and he was crying now. I sat with my back to the parade, no longer wanting to see. I heard the singing get louder. Cody. I heard the voices calling. Don't look, Lee whispered. Cody. Cody. Now the voice sounded like Reed. Look at us, Cody. I shut my eyes. The voices went on for a few minutes longer, and at one point, Lee started wailing. I kept my eyes shut the entire time. After that, it moved along and continued its way through town. Once we began to hear everyone come out of their hiding places, I stood up and leaned down to help Lee get up. Once he stood up, he kept his head down. Lee, what's wrong? I asked. I could hear him sniffling. Lee, he finally responded as he lifted his head. It took my eyes. I will never forget the dark, bleeding holes in Lee's face and the cuts around his skin. I threw up in the forest for a good three minutes before I was able to help lead Lee out of the forest. A few adults saw us and got our parents, who came and got us right away. The day after that, my family moved out of Point Pine. I never knew what became of Lee after that day. Minutes after we left, my parents acted like Point Pine never existed. It was never discussed, and I never had the nerve to ask about Lee again. As far as I know, Lee was the only person who ever saw the parade and he was never able to see anything else after that. I don't know if Point Pine still exists. I'd like to go check it out again, but even if I knew where it was or how to get there, I don't think I'd ever go back. I have a feeling that I wouldn't exactly get a warm welcome. Although, I can't shake the thought that my parents were somehow still connected to the town. Even after all those years. Now, that was the end of my tale. I hope you enjoyed yourself, listening while escaping the world you live in. That is all for today. Safe travels, and a blessed day.